Curiosity Suplex Your Cat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, it is Grayson Green. I am here, and I'm here on my own today. We have Johnny Romano. is over in Japan with his wife. So at the moment, Grayson Green is holding on the show, and I'm bringing you something unique, something new, something that's going to be mine, and that is Curiosity Suplex the Cats. You may ask why. Why has Grayson Green named the show this? And I'll tell you why. And it is because you should go fucking touch grass. That is why. You'll know what the show is about in just a minute when I start going through what I'm about to say. But in the time being, we know WrestleFest DXB is on a little bit of a hiatus at the moment. Shaheen has obviously gone on to green pastures, which we are so proud of him. But what is going to happen? What is the state of DXB? What is going to happen at the next pay-per-view event? That will come up shortly when Johnny Romano is back. And also there is a little thing called SummerSlam, which is coming around soon. I believe it's the first weekend of September. Well, well, I'm getting ahead of myself. Well, 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 that uh, old fashioned that I've just poured myself and drank is getting to my head. This is the first week of August, I believe, and it will be me on my lonesome doing the prediction show. So if you want to hear that, if you want to hear Grayson Green's voice for about 15 minutes to go through a podcast, then tune in soon. But what I'm going to go through right now is some curiosity. What has happened? What is under the microscope? And I'm going to take you back into the past. And we're going to start this every Monday. Yesterday is Wednesday. I understand that. Do not get on my nerves. I'm a bit late that the wife has gone over to Wales for a bit with the bubs. So I'm here on my own and I'm going to bring you some podcasts. So happy days. So let's go through. 24th of July. We're going to go back a few days. On this day in 2005, The Undertaker defeated Muhammad Hassan. He became the number one contender for the World Heavyweight Championship. Following the match, The Undertaker performed his last ride finisher on Hassan through the top of the stage, going straight down to the floor, riding the controversial character off television. I'm not sure if you've seen this. If you have, I'm sure big wrestling fans have seen this. This was a kind of a uh, situation where terrorism was is never funny, but WWE decided to lean into it and go for a terrorist theme. No. No, let's just cut that out. WWE, if you look back into uh, the past, some of the things have not aged very, very well. And this is one of the things. Um, on this day, 24th of July, we have some notable wrestling birthdays. We have Angela Dawkins, Tori Wilson, and Buck Quartermain. I'm going to go and say a few birthdays throughout this podcast. If I get the names wrong, do not come after me. I can't really pronounce surnames. It's just one of my things. All right, let's go. Let's take it to the 25th of July. This is back in 1999. WWE's fully loaded pay-per-view took place at Marine Midland Arena in Buffalo, New York. For the first time in the company's history, four titles changed hands in the opening four matches. Do you know what they are? If you do, give us a comment before we go to the next bit. If you know these matches and you get four out of four, we'll provide you with nothing. Because I don't have anything. So let's keep going. In the opener, Jeff Jarrett defeated Edge to win back the Intercontinental Championship that he had lost to the Edge. The Edge? He lost to Edge. Oh, wait, this is my writer here. This, this is going to be an unedited podcast because I'm bringing it to you exactly the way it should be. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett defeated Edge to win back the Intercontinental Championship that he had lost to Edge the prior evening at a house show in Toronto, Canada. Secondly, the Acolytes, Baruch and Bradshaw, won back the WWF Tag Team Championships in a handicap match against the Hardy Boys and Michael Hayes. The third match saw D'Lo Brown defeat Midian for the European Championship. And finally, 
the big boss man defeated Al Snow for the Hardcore Championship. The main event saw Stone Cold Steve Austin retain the WWF Championship against The Undertaker in a first blood match. Notable wrestling birthdays for today's Finn Balor and Kinzal, and Pitbull number two apparently. Alright, let's take it now to actually I believe today, the 26th of July, a few years back in 2012. At an NXT taping at Full Sail University in Winter Park, Florida, the tournament crowned the first ever NXT champion. In that match, Seth Rollins defeated Jinder Mahal to claim the title. We all know Seth Rollins. We all know that NXT title about. Was he your favorite? Was it not? It wasn't my favorite, but uh, a great winner there. I know my, my co-host, Johnny Romano, is not a big fan of Seth Rollins. He likes his gimmick a few years back. He doesn't like this Joker sort of gimmick he's got going right now. I love it. I'm all about Seth Rollins. I saw him on the uh, Impulsive podcast, apparently the number one podcast in the world. We're trying to climb the ladder to get there, and hopefully we will one day. But I thought I, li- I really liked him. And also, he loves Bovril, so a mark next to his name, a win, a tick. All right, notable wrestling birthdays today is uh, Tessa Blanchard, Marty Skrull, Roderick Strong, and Tommy Rich. I think that's Skrull, Marty Skrull. Used to be part of the Bullet Club, I believe. 27th of July, 1998, WE taped the first ever episode on Sunday Night Heat at the Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, California. The taping marked the first ever, first ever time Shane McMahon was identified by name on WWE programming as he served as a color commentator for the show. Figure that one out. Our notable resting birthdays for the day are Nick Jackson, Dolph Ziggler, Shannon Moore, Triple H, Mac Doink, The Clown Born, and uh, Greg Garnier which is, I believe, he was credited for the uh, the foundation of the NWA, and uh, I think Eric Bischoff fired some uh, shots at him for saying that. Also, Mike Doink the Clown, I watched the documentary not so long ago on YouTube, it's uh, Behind the Ropes or whatever it was, I don't know what it's called, not great with uh, my memory there. Very, very sad and depressing, but a great insight to who he actually is. He dealed with a lot of demons, he did. Again, he got he probably the man that got Donk the Clown over. I know many people played Donk the Clown, but I think he was the number one in my books anyway. Uh, 28th of July, 2008, WWE Saturday Night Main Event tapings took place at Verizon Center in Washington, D.C. In the main event, you will see Edge defeated Jeff Hardy. On the same evening, Mark Andamal, Adamale, Adamale, Mike Adamale, you know, I, I told you, I'm not good with names was named as the general manager of Raw on the taping floor of the program. The first WWE presenter under the TVPG audience rating. Listen, I scraped the barrel for that. I could not find anything that happened on the 28th of July, and I scraped, I looked, I looked, I looked, and that, that little thing is what you get, so you're welcome. Uh, Zai Lee was born on this day, Noam Dar, Lioness Asuka, Mr. Wrestling Tim Woods, and Baron Mikhail Sick Luna. But yeah, 1929 he was born. Apparently, if you guys remember him, then you're doing a great job of still being alive. So congratulations, round of applause to you. Uh, 29th of July, we're steaming through these. 2002, WWE Monday Night Raw was held in Greensboro, North Carolina. On this show, Chris Benoit defeated Rob Van Dam by pinball to become the Intercontinental Champion. Then in the main event, The Rock beat Ric Flair in their first and only ever singles match. I don't remember that match. I don't remember seeing it. I might have to just scroll through the archives after this podcast to see if I can look that one up, but I don't remember it being very sort of like jarring in my memory to stand out. Don't know why I said jarring. Probably not the right word to use there, but it is what it is. Notable wrestling birthdays. We have Scott Steiner and Captain Lou Albano. 1933, apparently. 
I'm going way back with some of these facts, actually. So you'd be surprised how much work and effort it takes into getting these facts and figures for you. And obviously me trying to come across, uh, not as a silver-tongued warrior like Johnny Romano is, but I am working my way up there and I'll get there one day. But he normally brings the facts. I normally just sit there with my hat on, with my Hawaiian shirt on and jump in every now and then with some stupid antidote. But now the show is mine. All right, 30, 30th of July, 1985. I'm bringing it back to the year, the year I was born, at a taping of WWF Primetime Wrestling in, I'm not going to say that, in New York. Elizabeth makes her WWF debut as the manager of Randy Savage. Miss Elizabeth, as she would be known, was a real-life wife of Savage. The debut was shown on television on August 24th. Even though she made her debut on the 24th, it was pre-recorded. Her official debut was the 30th of July, 1985. Notable wrestling birthdays for the day is Marco Stunt, Forestero, John Walters, and Al Brazar. You know what? I think Forestero. Forestero. There you go. For people who are going to come out, ask me to touch grass and get this blessed name right. Forestero. Pretty sure I got that one right. And that brings us to the end of this week. It's just a quick little podcast. We're not going to go into too much. We just got to keep the wheels churning. Uh, These will come out every Monday and I'll get better at them. You'll understand. This is Curiosity Suplex the Cat. I am Grayson Green. Thank you for listening. Go outside and touch some fucking grass.